Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. We are born into an illusory world. And from the moment of our conception, we have to learn how to deal with this illusory world. We have to learn how to make our way through it. And even though this world is illusory, we get from it things that are vital to this existence within the illusory world. And quite simply, we rely on the world to give us food, we rely on the world to give us shelter. And we rely on the world for lots of other things. Uh, at one time, not that long ago, man, for the most part, <clears throat> lived in an agrarian society. Um, man would grow his food and be self-reliant on what he could till from the ground and raise by way of livestock. And his life centered around a small area where he farmed, a small village of people who did similar things. We now live in a much more complex world with much more complicated scenarios. But what hasn't changed is to use a uh, popular word in the uh, tech world now. What hasn't changed is our interface with the illusory world and the extent of this interface with the illusory world. Now, basically, we have certain needs. And if these needs are not supplied to us, we take on a certain state. If there isn't enough rain for a farmer, he may become frightened. Uh, he may become angry. He may become lots of things, but they're all in reaction to not being able to get what he wants or what he thinks he needs. Take us to our modern society. We all have needs, we all have desires, and we all have certain wants. If we don't get them, or if we see ourselves somehow in jeopardy because we don't get them, certain things happen to us. Uh, we go into states of fear. We go into states of anxiety. 
we go into states of anger and reacting to the fact that we don't have what we want. Now, what is it that produces these states of fear and these states of anxiety and these states of distress? How many of you have been to the zoo and seen a chimp when they lose control? They begin to shriek and jump up and down and grab sticks and beat sticks against the wall. And you can hear them. They go into this incredibly uh, spirited, out-of-control, chaotic state. Well, as you all know, our mind is compared to the monkey. So we have to realize (coughs) that our mind has the tendencies of the monkey. And those tendencies are to go into a chaotic state. And that chaotic state can be fearful, can be angry, can be anxious, but it's chaotic. Imagine having the information that living inside of you is this monkey who tends to be chaotic and will put you in a chaotic state if you let it. And all you have to do to let it is not do anything about it because it will naturally go there. It will naturally go towards chaos. It will naturally go towards anger. It will naturally go towards fear. And it will naturally react in a way that will viscerally affect your entire being. If that mind of yours becomes fearful, a knot forms in your stomach. Your vision may become blurry. Your heart begins to beat faster because you have all of these reactions to your thought patterns. And where do these thought patterns come from? They come from your interface with Maya, your illusion, your reaction to worldly illusions, and your thought process as to what can happen to you because of that interface with illusion. Uh, Imagine the criminal who turns himself in after 20 years because of something that he did or thinks he did, and he can't handle the constant insanity of the paranoia that develops within him over the years. Imagine the businessman. Uh, look at the, 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 the Great Depression in the 20s. People were jumping out of buildings because they thought they were going broke. And that thought alone was enough to make them end their own lives. Why? Because they could not conceive of the possibility that their lifestyle would somehow 
alter. There are all kinds of reasons that people react in a chaotic manner because of their interface with the illusory world. And the illusory world constantly creates situations with you that make you chaotic. Now, what is the part of us that becomes chaotic? It's our mind. And it's the certain states we develop through our mind. And how does Satan get to us? What does he use as his tool to enter us? It's our mind. The Quran tells us so. It says the whisperer comes, whispers into your ear, and then leaves. It doesn't say that he whispers into your heart. It says he whispers into your ear. A very easily understood reference to the fact that he's speaking to your mind. Well, so the mind goes into all kinds of different states. And then what happens next? The mind looks for relief. It looks to somehow put itself at ease. It looks somehow to quiet itself down. And how does it do that? Well, it looks into the world for what is going to help it in order to be able to put a lid on the chaos. And what's it find? It finds degraded things. And somehow, degraded things put a closure, wrong word, put an end for a short period of time, actually the opposite of closure, to the difficulties that the mind is having. So people self-medicate with alcohol, with marijuana, with heroin, with all kinds of drugs. And then they also medicate, self-medicate, with drugs that produce a state that overwhelms the state that the mind is in. They go into lust. They go into gambling. They go into activities which again are mostly mental, partially physical, that are stronger than the anxiety that the mind has so that they somehow get relief for the mind for a short period of time. People also begin to form belief systems that they think will somehow cure them. If they have an anxiety that they don't have enough money, they believe that more money will cure that anxiety. If there are people who need to be adored by other people, they begin to believe that if they bring more adoration in their life, more people love them, 
that will cure their anxiety. If people need to be public or famous, they believe that more fame will cure their needs. Nothing that the world can give you will cure the anxieties that you have from the world. Excess of wealth, excess of fame, excess of any of the worldly desires will not cure the worldly desires. It will just make them worse. Talk to a rich man and see how many have enough money. Forget poor men. Talk to rich men and see how many have enough money. So, we should be aware, if we contemplate this, that one, we have an enemy living inside of us. And that enemy, we've always looked at as being who we are. Because we somehow associate ourselves with our mind. So we think that our thought patterns are ours. This is who we are. And we have to somehow fix that. And how are we going to try to fix it? With all the things that got it into the situation that it's already in. Talk about no exit. This is no exit. This is the trap of existence. This is how man gets caught. (coughs) So where's the solution? How do we get out of this situation? Well, the world is looking to hold you in that situation. Satan is looking to hold you in that situation. And all of the drug dealers and all of the purveyors of lust are looking to hold you in that situation because they believe it's a benefit to them. They're also in the same situation that you are. And they think by selling more drugs they'll have more money and they'll be better off and finally they'll be cured. The purveyors of lust came to the same conclusions somehow. That by doing degraded things to themselves and others, they will somehow be cured because through that degradation, they'll be able to benefit with enough money to change their state. Nothing in the world will change a degraded state. Nothing in the world will cure a degraded state. Imagine the man who can't stand his wife and has her murdered as a solution to his problem. Or the woman who can't stand her husband and has him murdered because that's a solution to their problem. People who don't understand the nature of existence come up with solutions that are as bad or worse than the problems. Religions who don't have a real understanding of the relationship between man and God think they can fix the world through murder. Think they can fix the world through killing everybody 
who doesn't agree with them because they have redefined their religion according to their mind so that religion is no longer about a relationship between man and God, but it's about control and control over man. So they will do whatever they think is necessary to get to the point where they control because they believe that through control, somehow they will solve the chaotic problems that they're facing. Institutions act like people. And if you have chaotic people within institutions, you're going to have chaotic institutions. So what's the exit? Well, the exits are very, very small. And they're very, very hard to find. And in order to be able to find them, the first thing you have to do is become very small. Now, what's becoming very small have to do with it? It's only when you think you're important do you think your problems are important. It's only when you think you're big do you think your problems are big. It's only when you see yourself as monumental can you see your problems as monumental. As a matter of fact, they become so monumental, they're more important than anything else in the world, including your relationship with Allah. When you go into these states where your problems overwhelm you, and when your relationship with Maya overwhelms you, then you become obsessive, compulsive, about your problems. And what's obsessive compulsive mean? It means that's all you think about. That's all you interact with. That's all you do. So you have created a situation where your world consists of just your interface with Maya, your interface with illusion, your interface with the problems that this world has given you. This needs to be escaped from. We have to change our state. We have to reprioritize that which we encounter or we want to encounter. We have to prior, we have to reprioritize our needs and that which we are chasing in the world. We have to reprioritize what we do and how we do it. And the shariat, the laws of behavior, cover some of this. Essentially, some of the degraded things that we find ourselves involved with are forbidden. Forbidden. Now, what does that mean? It means that when you begin to try and self-medicate yourself through degraded pathways, it says, those are closed for medication. Those are closed to try and making yourself better. Why? Because they don't work. 
Why? Because they don't make you better. Why? Because they make you worse. And there's no hope there. So don't go there. Don't try that. It doesn't work. It can't work. Things are not set up for those things to work. The solutions that they give you are no better than the problems that you're trying to solve. Because all they do is make the problems worse. So they're forbidden. But when chaos rules, the word forbidden is lost from the vocabulary. The word forbidden no longer is relevant to the person in chaos. So what is relevant? How do we change states? How do we go from the interface with this chaos of Maya, with this anxiety that we get from Maya, with the stomach-turning, mind-twisting, bizarre nature that we enter into from our relationship with Maya illusion, how do we escape it? In Islam, God has 99 names. One of them is Haq. Haq. Haq means reality. And it means that the only reality is Allah. The only reality is God. And the reality, the fictional reality that we've created in this illusory world is not reality. It's a hallucination that we are going through thinking and believing we're not hallucinating. Thinking and believing that it's real to us, inside us, and all of these feelings we're feeling about it are absolutely real. Well, the crunching in your stomach is real. The headaches in your head are real. The thought processes that induce fear happen. But it doesn't make them real. It doesn't mean you can't escape them. Why don't Sufis get involved in politics? Because politics leads to power. Power leads to degradation and being involved in degraded things. Because in order to maintain power, the point is going to come where you're going to have to do something terrible. Or else power will be lost. So if power is what you want, you're going down a forbidden path. You're going down a path that will lead you to a degraded state. Bauer wrote a book called The Resonance of Allah. And the title is really important because the resonance of Allah is different than the resonance of illusion. The resonance of Allah is different than the vibration that illusion has. And we 
exist on many levels. One of them is vibratory. Fear has a certain vibration. Anger has a certain vibration. Lust has a certain vibration. Resentment has a certain vibration. And as I mention these things, think about how you feel in each of these states. And you know you feel different. Why do you feel different? Because you're in a different vibration. You're in a different state. So, (coughs) how do you change states? Well, people who understand lust know how to put themselves in a state of lust. They know how to go there. They know how to induce it. People who enjoy being jealous know how to induce jealousy in themselves. People who want to be angry know how to induce anger in themselves. Well, we need to change states. We need to go from the degraded states, from the degraded vibrations, to the higher vibrations, to the higher resonances. We need to change the vibratory nature of our being. And as we change the vibratory nature of our being, we will see that certain things leave us. All of a sudden, the things that are forbidden are no longer even a thought. Interesting. The things that are forbidden no longer enter into our consciousness. Or if they do, it takes no effort to ignore them. It takes no effort not to become involved with them. And we begin to understand that not only are certain acts forbidden, but certain thought processes are forbidden because those thought processes take you to the acts. It's just a matter of time. So we have to detach. We have to detach and become disentangled from our existence in illusion. And this is no easy feat because we've lived in illusion since the moment we were brought into conception. We're placed here. We grew up here. We were taught here. And we were taught as if all this is real. Now we have to turn this all upside down and make it not real for the sake of what? For the sake of our own peace for the sake of our own soul, for the sake of our eternal existence. Salam is the name of Allah, and Salam means peace. So, there's a real big clue here on how things work. If you don't go towards God, you can't have peace. If you don't go towards God, you can't have peace. It doesn't matter what you think about it. It doesn't matter the conclusions that you've come to about what's going to cure your situation. 
If you don't go towards God, you can't have peace. Interesting. Interesting. There's only one answer. There's only one solution. And all of your machinations and all of your conniving and everything that you try isn't going to work unless you go towards God. Because the only solution is to go towards God. God is peace. Not only is God peace, God is in reality. God is reality. So if you want hak, if you want reality, you have to go towards God. Everything else is illusory. Everything else is a lie. Everything else is a figment of your hallucinations. If you want to stop hallucinating, go towards hak. Go towards reality. What is reality? God is reality. God is the only thing that is real. God is the only thing that is peace. And how do we do that? By doing it. There's no pill. I've, I've, I've talked to so many people who want to be able to see God now. Show me God now! Nobody's seen God. That's part of the dilemma. You have to somehow create a faith system that you believe in the unseen, that you believe in what can't be measured or weighed, that you have faith in what we've been told by the prophets and the katubs and the friends of Allah. You have to create a belief system that believes those things and believes them in a stronger way then it believes what illusion actually shows you that you can see with your physical eyes and hear with your ears and touch with your hands. Most people, and you should know this, cannot go beyond their senses. And that's why it's so rare to find somebody who's in touch with the truth. Because to most people, what they sense is the beginning and the end of things. That doesn't mean it is. It just means that's their belief system. They have allowed their mind to control their belief system. Our mind is a tool to use to work the world so that we can get some benefit from us for our needs. It is not the place where we find our belief system. It's like going up to a chimpanzee and saying to the chimpanzee, tell me about God. Show me the truth. Explain to me the nature of existence. And what you're going to get is, And a lot of people, sounds good to me, and that's where they begin, and that's where they end. Now, do we really want peace, or are we happy in our state? Do we really want reality, or are we happy in our state? 
Do we take all of the anxieties and the problems that we have in this world as just the nature in our in existence? Or do we believe there is an answer out there that can solve all of this? Some important information. Nothing that the world can give you will solve your problems. More money, more fame, more lust, more possessions, more power will not solve your situation. The only things that will solve your situation are things that you can't see. Love will solve your situation. Gratitude will solve your situation. Mercy will solve your situation. The understanding that Allah supplies and gives you everything will solve your situation. True gratitude towards that will solve your situation. Making yourself small will solve your situation. And by the way, if you don't make yourself small, Allah will batter you and beat you and pull you through the ringer until you give up. One way or the other, it's going to happen. Even if it has to happen through just dying. But it's going to happen. And that's why it's said, the Sufi way of life is to die before death. It means to give it up. To give up the attachment to the world. To give up the, de- the dependency on the things that the world gives. To give up being big. To give up being important. To understand that all of this fades away and one day... All of us are going to be six feet underground and nobody is going to care about us unless they build a statue and then the pigeon will have a good place to sit. That's the reality of things. So why is it that we fight it? Because Satan says, if you're famous, it's important. If you are rich, it's important. If you have power, it's important. If people listen to you, it's important. And he keeps repeating these things over and over and over and over. He's incorrigible. He can't be stopped and he doesn't give up. The ones who need to give up are us. And what do we have to give up? We have to give up listening to him. We have to give up being entranced by what Bawa calls the glitters of illusion. We have to become small and we have to yearn for understanding Hak. We have to yearn for understanding the truth. We have to yearn for the things that are real and the things that can truly bring us peace. And 
getting to this place of peace is not solving your problems. It's just bringing you to who you are, who you're meant to be, what you were created to be. The problems then burn up. They disappear as if they don't exist because they have no relevance in the long term. They have no relevance in the actual sphere of things. And when you can create in yourself an understanding of the irrelevant nature of everything you've considered your priorities up to now, when you get to that place, then you can find peace. And we have to beg Allah to bring us to that place. We have to pray, and we have to pray regularly, because what's going to change our state is going from illusion to salam, from going from illusion to haq, from going from illusion to shakur, from going to love. And the way that we go is to set an intention and then follow through on that intention over and over and over in the same way that we've spent a lifetime chasing and trying to capture the world. We have to spend a lifetime chasing and trying to capture the qualities that belong to Allah so that we become integrated with them. And until that happens... Until we go in that direction, we're going in the other direction. So choose directions. Very few people in the world actually want to hear this message. Most people want to hear how to reconcile with the world and how to be able to make peace with the world. You can't. You can't. You may want to hear that you can, but you can't. It's not possible. It isn't set up that way. And everybody tells you that it is, is lying to you. And by the way, charging you for it. (laughs) So, become peaceful. Because you can. There is a way. Become loving. Because you can. There is a way. And not only can you become these things, they will change your vibration. You'll go from the the vibration of anger to vibration of kindness. You'll go from the vibration of Satan to the vibration of Allah. And then you can become a true human being. May Allah make this all easy for us. May he give us the fortitude and the strength to move in this direction and finally see that there is no other way. It's all we got, kids. There's nothing else. So go, find it. May Allah give it to each of us and may he make us strong in his way. Amin, Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.